This week we head into Port Angeles, Washington, and even a little bit into Canada, plus some industry insights in the RV world and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. One easy addition you can make to your camping and hiking wardrobe to help keep you cool is a bandana. This headwear hero will keep sweat out of your eyes, bugs out of your hair, and sun off your neck. And you can even dip it into water and then put it under your hat or around your neck to keep you cool. A hot weather must have. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 282 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Well, it's been a long journey, but we are finally coming to you from Alaska. We're coming to you from Fairbanks this week. We've been in Alaska for uh, half a week or so, not too long at all, and uh, we're enjoying it so far. Not that different from from Canada, but we're back in the U.S. We're using American currency again. (laughs) Should we we tell everyone what we did the minute we got into Fairbanks? What was the thing we did as soon as we basically sat down somewhere in Alaska and knew we were going to be here for a while? We went to Walmart, we went to Costco, Costco. <laughs> went to Barnes & Noble, <laughs> let's see, we got fuel at Costco, <laughs> we went to a Starbucks, <laughs> we were so basic. It was more about being in, back in a city for the first time, and not even yes. that big of a city, but back in a city for the first time in a long time. I actually went to a movie with Jack, and yes. we've got a lot of that kind of stuff going on. We did a whole bunch of laundry. and So much laundry. We were very happy, though, to see that, thank you to Fairbanks, for having the latest Wes Anderson film available. Jack really, really wanted to see that, so we were thrilled that we could do that. You guys went to like a 9.40 yeah. and came out, and it was still daylight. I'm still thinking about that movie. It was weird. Are you really? It was interesting. I mean, it's Wes Anderson, so there's yeah. a lot to think about. But, but <laughs> The it, cast is The cast is phenomenal. out of this world. Jeff Goldblum is in this movie. For, uh, I'm not kidding, three seconds... Yeah. Max. <laughs> it's very weird. It's called Asteroid City. One person in the audience, there's maybe 10 of us in there. Uh, towards the very end, we just heard a very loud, what the? <laughs> it wouldn't be a Wes the Anderson very, very movie confused, if there wasn't. By that. But you might also be wondering why there was no RV Miles podcast last weekend. We had a very unscheduled weekend off uh, for the show because we found ourselves in an area of the Yukon getting ready to cross into Alaska where we ran into, finally, for the first time, Starlink issues. So we ended up having to take not only the week off from the podcast due to the travel schedule, but also the news video. So we're really glad to be back with all of you after the last couple of weeks. We're excited to talk about Port Angeles. But before we do that, I think we need to talk about a little bit there's some dealership insights info that okay. you recently got. Well, I put a video out uh, in the middle of last week about 
something called repair event cycle time, which is the amount of time it takes to get RV repair done from the moment you drop it off from that from when that order is made uh, until until the repair is complete. And that number is 34 days, which is wild. It's over a month to get an RV repair done. But the the interesting good news in that story is it's actually down 10 days from a year ago. That's fantastic. Uh, so Last th- time I checked, it was at 84 years, but that's fine. <laughs> that's so fine. there is some improvement there, but you can watch that video to get all the details about the uh, sort of time of repair in the RV industry. Lots of interesting comments on that video as well uh, that I think are worth checking out. But this came from a report from a company called IDS who uh, makes software that dealerships run their service departments off of. Uh, so it's it's legitimate data, but there's also some other data that was involved in this report that is not related to repair that I thought was interesting to share. Some of this coming from the financing Uh department at RV dealerships. So 63% of RVs bought at a dealership are financed. I don't think that's much of a surprise. It's a lot, but I I don't think it's much of a surprise. But the surprising thing about that is that the average term, (laughs) the average term that people are financing an RV for is 192 months. Wow. That's like what that's something like something like 15 years ish. I don't I don't know the math offhand, but I think it's 84 years. <laughs> it's been 84 years. Ooh, bad bad <laughs> no, too soon. No, not too don't. Soon. I've already Too soon. I already got raked across the coals in a DM. Let's not <laughs> uh, too soon. So, 63% finance uh 21% get gap coverage. We talked about that on a past episode that we actually mm-hmm. think gap coverage is an important thing to get. It covers, if you are financing something, it covers the depreciation on that vehicle if it's totaled and you need to replace it. You don't have to get it from your dealership though. Probably best not to get it from your dealership. 42% get the service contract. Mm, that's probably Y'all. not something that is always worth it. Um. You sometimes some sometimes you get a good deal on the service contract and it's really not much at all and it's fine to get but the service contract extended warranty another word for it is where a lot of dealers make a lot of money. Roadside assistance 19% again that's something you can get elsewhere and these last two are things that thankfully not a lot of people get because usually they are near hoaxes by the dealership paint and fabric coverage <laughs> uh uh, this includes like when they sort of go in and spray, uh, they they go and spray a spray on all the fabric in your RV and they say that they've protected it. Um, what? Yeah. And then they put a coating on your paint. I'm just trying They're, to think what fabric in my RV I'm even interested in. <laughs> I, I'm so I don't, I, I, I don't want to make fun of Would it because I know some of you out there have paid for it, but no, it's I'm not, not. It literally, if you talk to insiders in dealerships, whether it's automotive RVs or whatever, the paint and fabric protection, it's literally, they've got a bottle of something. They go and they go and spritz on, on the fabric. If they even do it at all in the, on the fabric of your seats and stuff. And they spray a film on your, your, basically they wax your, your car. Now listen, I've never bought a $300,000 RV. I've never bought a $200,000 RV. I, so I I don't want to like, you know, come at those of you who have and spend a lot of money and you're like, please go in and spray my RV so it's protected. 
I just know of all the rigs that I have owned, the only rig I was ever interested in protecting the fabric on was the converted school bus <laughs> that well, I did myself. He, here's the thing. This is how they get you. They they are laser focused on monthly payments. And we've we've fallen we've been for there. this before. Learn from like, us. It's only going to cost you $2 a month more. To get this tire and wheel coverage. And then on your, what, 124 month loan. But then what they don't tell you, it's like, you're never going to be in a convenient place when you need a tire replaced. No. So it, it, it's almost useless. It, unless you're getting it from the place that does your roadside assistance, or this is through a roadside assistance. Now, some dealerships sell legitimate roadside assistance um, that also might have tire and wheel protection, like uh, they might sell through CoachNet. Uh, I know, I think Blue Compass RV, was it? Don't quote me on that. Just bought CoachNet, I believe. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Blue Blue Compass used to be RV1. They're a big conglomerate of dealerships, kind of like Camping World or General RV, but you don't hear about them as much because... Most of their dealerships have sort of just a local name. They're not just called Blue Compass wherever they are. Some of them are, but not all of them are. So, you mean they're not just called Jayco dealers? Yeah. Well, like Camping World? Like Camping okay. World is, is now doing. So mm-hmm. I thought that that stuff was interesting. There are a couple other things here. from The average selling price of an RV is 51000 This is May stats, by the way. $51,986. Okay. The average down payment is about nine grand. The average amount financed is fifty grand. Again, of course, this there's such a wide range of prices people are paying for RVs, whether they're getting a twenty thousand dollar travel trailer or a five hundred thousand dollar motorhome or more, right? Uh, and of course, some of those really big ones are going to skew some of this quite a bit. Nine point six one percent is the average APR people are paying uh, on an RV. Woo! Woo is right. Woo. Uh, and the average monthly payment is $517. That's a lot. Seven out of 10 RVs sold at dealerships in in uh, May were new units and not used. The used market is starting to pick up a little bit. I'll talk about that on the news video that is coming out this week as well. There just hasn't been used units available. And now there are more used units available. So the used market is picking up a little bit. But guess what? People still want them. There is a lot of interest in used RVs still. It's not as much as it was last year or the year before, but it is still more than it was pre-pandemic. So there are a lot of people, even though interest in buying RVs has been waning a bit, there are a lot of people that have been waiting for prices to come down or at least for used units to become available so that they could actually afford to get into RVing. And that's only just starting to happen. So... So what you're saying is, is that if somebody happened to own two RVs and they needed to get rid of one of those and one happened to maybe be in California, uh-huh. things might still be okay for yeah. that oh, said yeah. person who's yeah, holding on person. to two RVs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is a topic we're actually going to get into in our detour, which is the sort of side bump, side road uh, podcast we do for our Mile Marker Plus monthly and yearly members, we are going to spend a little bit of time uh, talking to all of you who are Mile Marker Plus members about our next thoughts on another rig. But maybe someone who owns two RVs 
should think about going down to one soon. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Port Angeles, Washington. <laughs> we'll be right back. The team at Harvest Host has just launched a great new campground discount program called Camper's Card. For just $39 a year, you'll receive benefits such as early check-in, late checkout, and discounts on nightly camping fees, which will quickly offset the membership cost. Get 15% off your first year of membership with the code MILES, that's M-I-L-E-S. But if you're a current Harvest Host or Boondockers Welcome member, you get an even better deal. 25% off your first year of membership. What are you waiting for? Go to camperscard.com to join Campers Card today. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. We are back, and we should mention, it was something we neglected to mention in the top of the show, is that we are... We are very close to a very busy road right now. So the the background behind us, if you're watching this on YouTube, is very natural and beautiful. Uh, It is very deceiving. We are camped in a parking lot, and it is very close to a a extremely busy road so you might hear the occasional ambulance drive by or what have you or a hot rod (laughs) or a motorcycle this is actually a really cool place to be camped we are at pioneer park in fairbanks um it's 12 dollars a night and it is just again there's no hookups or anything it's just dry camping it's a parking lot it's a parking lot but we you know i have to say for being a parking lot there's a row of back insights yeah. up against what, if you can see up against this really nice, like wooded area behind us. I think it's worked out great. Yeah, uh, we get plenty of solar. There's free we, water here and the park is really cool to go into. The park and, is very cool. They have um, a variety show that you better believe I'm going to. I'm going to support that local theater. Uh, and there's also the this salmon... Alaska salmon bake yeah, restaurant that I that can't figure it out yet, but well, I'm, we're going to figure it out and we'll tell people all uh, about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the future. But this but right is, now we're going to talk about. Yeah, we need to go back in time. We're going to talk about Port Angeles, Washington. Uh, really cool town. We really enjoyed this place. I could a hundred percent. This is on the short list for me. Like this is a, a Santa Fe. I actually liked this more than I liked Astoria. Um, this, this is, is this is the very tippy top, uh, uppermost left hand corner of the lower forty eight states. Mm-hmm. They, in fact, from our campground, we were looking across the bay to. To Vancouver Island, looking across to Canada, which we actually visited. So that's going to be part of our discussion here. But we stayed at a campground called Salt Creek, which is part of the Tongue Point Marine Life Sanctuary. This is 20 minutes or so outside of downtown Port Angeles, and it is right on the ocean. We really enjoyed just sort of watching all the cruise ships go by and the oil tankers and the the freight ships. And uh, we didn't get to see one, but Jamie and Clay saw some whales out out on the bay. Uh, And they're 
there's tide pools and rocks and and as the tide comes in and comes out you can go down to the sort of rocky areas and see all the marine life that shows up in the tide pools and we just had some spectacular views from this campground it is a uh there are some reservable sites here mm -hmm. and there's some first come first serve it is water and electric in the sites we stayed in but there are also some no hookup sites that are deep in the woods and a little bit prettier and maybe more close to the uh a more tide private private view of the tide pools and stuff but we were we were out in the open which was great for us with starlink uh but still looking straight across this wonderful bay to Vancouver Island. Yeah, this was a really enjoyable park. And I think that's one of the reasons why Port Angeles was so charming for us. There's a great playground here. There's tons of space. The bathhouses are okay. It is a uh, pay to shower. You're going to start to encounter a lot of this as you move through the Pacific Northwest and even a little bit as you go into Canada. Uh, I think it was a quarter or something for a couple minutes. I can't quite remember exactly what it was, but this is one of those parks where you will have to pay if you want to use their shower. I just, I, I for me, um, even though the sites we were in, we did first come first served. They were on the smaller side. Very small sites. But if you can manage, now we could do it because we're 25 feet and we should say that, you know, Bigger rigs would do better to try and reserve. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the first come first served sites uh, with hookups uh, being water and electric are on the smaller side. Um, but we were we managed to get one on the end, and getting one on the end gave us a little end cap of green space, which yeah. nobody else had, was, and that allowed us to put the gazelle up. Because the way it was arranged is like you're sort of all in a row, and they've mm -hmm. tiered it. So because you're looking at Oh, out over the water, right? There, there's there's a, a row of sites looking over the water, and then behind them there's a raised up row of sites, and then behind them there's another a, another tier, mm -hmm. so that everybody gets a decent view, which I absolutely love. And because we had the 25-foot travel trailer that fit into that site, it was still small enough that most of the time we parked the truck in overflow parking in order to give ourselves a little bit of space between the road and the rig so that we could have bikes out and things like that. Because again, it's just a tiny, tiny little campground space there. There are two or three decent trails that you can do mm -hmm. in this park. There was a winery really close by that we went to That's and had right. a few had a few glasses at. Um, it was just sort of a wonderful little place to re to relax. You know, we love to look for places like this that are kind of like they're they're less sort of traveler places, but there might be more like a place where locals would go camp. Oh and yes. We really like going to that type of place. The weekend definitely filled up there. Yeah. The week was quiet and then as the weekend as it, the week progressed and the weekend rolled in, the park started to get a lot busier and that is so enjoyable to us. And you know, we talk so much about this. I'm sure everyone's so tired of hearing us preach this, but those city parks and county parks and state parks and your public lands, like all of those spaces, especially if they're more, not necessarily the big tourist ones, but they're just the ones that like the local community is visiting. Those are truly special places to go. They just, they have something to me. They have an energy there that I don't think you get, um, no shade to a KOA, but I don't think that you get when you go to something like a KOA or a private RV resort. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. So in the town of Fort Angeles itself, uh, you know, we had some pizza, we had some, some beers. beers, we did the things that we always do. That we also did. Vi- we also did go to the Olympic National Park Visitor Center that is in Port Angeles. However, we didn't really visit Olympic from Port Angeles. We no, Hurricane sort of Ridge. Did all that beforehand. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't do anything with Hurricane Ridge. I'm sorry, I cut you off there, That's but okay. uh, Hurricane Ridge um, there. There was fire that ripped through. Um, I do believe, like the visitor center or something further up. That further in visitor center was closed. Was yes, closed, and so most of uh, your ability to get to Hurricane Ridge at that time that we were there was closed. And we had experienced so much of Olympic already that when we got to Port Angeles, it was just really nice to be at camp. We had come from that spectacular Allen's Bar uh, dry camping spot that we had been at, so it was really nice, I think, to kind of be hooked into power and at least water, and we found ourselves just kind of really enjoying being at the campsite. But that Port Angeles itself just had so much to offer. Yeah, unless you want to get your hair cut, because... Don't, don't, if, or do if, there. Or don't well, go to the AT&T store, either. But, uh, the, <laughs> but do get your oil changed. We had a, the guy who... Oh, we had a great oil change Yeah, we had a great oil there. change. Yes. Where, where were we at? Jiffy Lube? That was a Jiffy Lube. It was yeah, Jiffy Lube. Yeah. And that guy was yeah. solid. Yeah. I do not like... He gave us some insights into how yeah. Jiffy, Lube Jiffy Lube treats Lube. their employees, however. Yeah, I'm their, sorry. Their bonuses are tied into getting reviews. Yeah, shame Maybe we on you, Jiffy calling him out on this episode but like no shame on you jiffy lube shame on you for tying in your employees bonuses to whether or not i go over to google beg for reviews they you know they did exceptional service and they should be rewarded for exceptional service and it should not be based on whether or not i go open the yelp app well what i don't there's a couple things i don't like about it one is like okay just why don't i just mark like one through five on your own survey like when right? I check out. But, or while so I'm sitting there in my car. You're gaming the system there too. Like when, to, to go back to some certain RV dealerships, there's been a lot of, <laughs> there's been a lot of, uh, there's a certain major RV dealership chain uh, who, if you go into the, a Facebook group that is dedicated to people's experiences with them, uh, there, <laughs> there are lots of screenshots of people screenshotting like the, the dealer that they bought from commenting on an uh, about another dealer oh this guy's so great you should buy from you know they're all like comment all the dealers the individual employees are commenting on e- posts about each other it's almost <laughs> like this one ceo who spends a yeah. lot of time on instagram looking for the hashtag of his company so he can go after people anyway anyway <laughs> anywho also the, don't the, be but, that jiffy lube don't also, be that uh, but all the we wanted to get haircuts there at least for me yeah you needed one uh and all the barbershops were open for like it not just we looked at every place to get your haircut barbershops uh traditional hairstylists the super cuts they're I all closed at like three o'clock and open for two days a week couldn't even get it Classy cuts with a K no. to see you. It was crazy but we, town. We did enjoy a, a decent bit of being right downtown on the waterfront. A couple things that we did, mainly before we got on the ferry, and we'll talk about that in a second. But we uh, first we went to this uh, wharf building called the Wharf, which is uh, the Port Angeles Wharf, is the most northwesterly mixed-use building in the continental United States. Oh, did you look that up before this? That's cool. I did. They had an arcade. We had some fun playing an arcade in there, and they had a, an ice cream shop called Wellies Ice Cream, which was was very dairy-friendly. Uh, dairy 
for folks that are non-dairy, dairy, non-dairy, non-dairy friendly. Non-dairy friendly. Uh, we have a member of our party is dairy free. It was great to have that option mm-hmm. there and sort of stuff that we could hang out and do before the ferry. Uh, and then there was a farmer's market that we we walked through right downtown. Yes. They, it was one of those towns where they have like a really well dedicated farmer's market facility that you can go to and beautiful jar of honey that i took home and then they had some food on site that was being prepared and uh, a gorgeous bakery um that the boys really enjoyed and it just really delightful little farmer's market that we popped into because we were really early to catch the ferry over to victoria which is probably what we should transition into now, unless there's something else about Port Angeles you want to talk about before we move no, on No, we to... should just discuss it for a while. That would be good. <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah, so we took this... I'm just over here trying to be a professional, <laughs> trying to be a professional podcaster, and you are over there looking at me like I am speaking foreign language. I mean, it is next on the list. You are... Because... you. This is the difference between... <laughs> The guy backstage and the person on yeah. stage. The yeah. transition. Read the room. There was a transition there. Was there? There was there a transition and then there was, hard. or if you don't want to transition, we don't no, have to. What do was, you think? What do you want to do? I don't know. You put the show notes for this episode <laughs> together. I was trying to be respectful of your work. <laughs> we headed over to Victoria, Canada. We couldn't wait to cross into Canada. We This was Sans RV. This was Sans vehicles all together. We parked downtown Port Angeles and got on the ferry to go over into Canada, which is a super easy and fun process uh, because the folks uh, at the border know that you're just over for the day and they don't really care that much. I mean, you do have to still go through all the border border patrol stuff on the way into Canada and on the way back. But if you know you're carrying a backpack, they're not really... It's it's not like if you're traveling with a vehicle, right? I mean, just try to go on a day that like... 15 high schools aren't Well, that was our issue. So we were going... If you can go on that day, or you can get ahead of them, your day will be fine. But if you get stuck uh, behind 15 uh, different high schools, you're in trouble. There was a band competition happening in Victoria. And uh, so there was a lot of high schools that 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 came up there to cross into Victoria. And, you know, it's a ferry that you can put your vehicle on if you want, mm-hmm. but you can just be a passenger on as well. And we were obviously we were just passengers, but uh, these big high school groups, 150 kids in each one or so, and they've got all their trailers and mm. with all their band equipment and stuff. It like, was rough. I I felt bad for them too because they're like going oh, to like course. do a band competition for a day, and you know that it was just like. They were so like unprepared for it. No, like, they were definitely there for an overnight. Don't, <laughs> oh, you don't, think they oh were? no, they were a hundred percent overnighting. They all had luggage. Okay. They were a hundred percent overnighting because what we didn't know on the day that we headed over, uh, it was a weekend, was that it was a national holiday in Victoria. Yeah, it was. It was. Victoria Victoria Day, Day, right? Which is amazing. And we got to see the city at its brightest and liveliest and most outspoken. Uh, But it was also incredibly busy. And the reason why all of these enthusiastic high school band kids were and their chaperones were all getting on this ferry is they were going over there to participate in this holiday. And so that was really great. What was so odd is that the ferry knew that all these tickets had been sold. They knew that these groups were coming and they didn't, it was like, 
they did nothing to facilitate the process to speed it up. And every single time, be that heading over to Canada uh, on the U.S. side or once we got over there, it was two-thirds of the way through trying to shuffle all of these young people through before the port authorities were like, oh, you know what? Let's get them off to the side. Let's get everybody else off first. Then we can deal with these big groups and do what we need to do, which is a special thing to get all these groups off. And, And so I would say easily a couple, two hours of our day were lost just standing in line trying yeah. to get through, which... And the ferry was late and everything, yeah. Yeah, which we were told is not normal. So that will probably yeah. not be your experience unless you but decide to go on Victoria Day. The town of Victoria... The, wow, this is... Oh my gosh, can I live is here? A, this is a nice city. Oh, this is... I mean, it is a city. It is a... It's a you know decent sort of mid-sized city. And... Uh, when you get off the ferry, you're on the water there, and there's all kinds of seaplanes and hotels and and marinas, and it's a just a it's a sort of water centric city in in a, in a way. I think it is one of the cleanest towns I think Beautiful. I've ever been in. Everything is super super clean. The architecture in Victoria is stunning, and if I it's can, Victorian. It's Victorian. <laughs> it's beautiful. If I can offer a piece of advice for anyone who's going uh, to do the opposite of what I did. If you can, book an afternoon tea somewhere. I really wish that we had been able to do that. I wish that I had been able to do that. Yeah, we sort of walked through a couple hotels and saw a couple going on. Yeah, and they're gorgeous. And they're they're events. I mean, they are... You can get dressed up and you can wear your fascinator. And it's beautiful. And they bring out this gorgeous tea service and all of these tea cakes and tea sandwiches. And, you know, it's just... It's so charming. And I think that um, that is really one of those places to experience an afternoon tea. And so if you find yourself in Victoria, it's, I think it would be well worth the cost to me. Um, I think we should talk quickly before we get too deep into Victoria, not only about the crossing, but then also about the cost. It wasn't cheap. To do this ferry. The ferry was was one of the more expensive ones that we have done. Yeah, yeah. it was well into the close to two hundred dollars yeah. for our family, for family to five, yeah. for a family of five to do this ferry. And that was the round trip. Um absolutely worth it. You know, a little over an hour, I think. An uh, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I counted every single minute um, because mm-hmm. for some of us on this ferry, uh, on a day when there was a gale warning, uh struggled. To get across, it was the longest 90 minutes of my life. It was well, the longest 90 minutes of a lot of people's life because they ran out of Dramamine in the shop. On the way there. It was there, rough. On the way there, it wasn't, it was, it was uh, not the worst. It's it not was, the worst. It was okay. And we not only know best. it was not the worst because we came back and it was the worst. The worst. Uh, so we, on our way back, it was really, really bad. So y'all were... F- were real good and I was thankful for that on the way there. I did spend the majority of my time on the way there uh, oddly sitting in the back of the ferry. That seemed to be the calmest spot for me because I could look out on the horizon. I could get something to focus on. I put my AirPods in. I listened to an audiobook and I really tried to get into a real like zen space because it was rough. 
on the way back, we thought, oh, we're so, we're going to be so cheeky. We're fine. Like, everything's great. We're going to play cards. We're going to drink well, some wine. Well, because on the way back, at first, it was, like, super smooth. Until you got into the, and like, the, international water. the open water, and it became, I twisted my ankle walking. Clay and I had to, Clay and I had to go outside and just sit. We couldn't even really talk and to each other. We just had to sit and boat. stare. I mean, semi trucks are on this boat. This is a big boat. Is a big boat, and it was. Uh, there was a lot yes. of movement, and we had started. The grown ups had started. Like we're going to play some. We're going to play some cards. We're going to have some drinks. We're in the back. We're hanging. Out. The kids were all doing really good. They were playing their games, and it no. There was so much movement. Yeah. So that could be something to yeah, consider. Yeah, the bottom line, I think, is if you're going to be in Port Angeles, you want to cross over into Victoria for a day, just sort of keep an eye on the weather. If the, if the water is going to be somewhat calm, it's going to be a breeze. It's going to be fine. It's not going to be a big deal at all. We've been on several ferries now. <laughs> Ethan was like, don't ever take me on another ferry. And then I was like, okay, oh, hold we've the got phone. like four or five more. <laughs> Uh, it's like but, four or five more. But yeah, just kind of kind of watch the weather. We were we were just on a very windy day. But was it worth it? It was. So we 100%. We, we we had no plan uh, for spending time in Victoria. We just sort of wandered around. We went to shops. We stopped in and we sort of snacked at places. We had didn't some poutine. We didn't have full meals. We stopped and had our first taste of poutine mm-hmm. um, uh, to mixed reviews. Mixed I, reviews. I loved it. The kids did not. Um, uh, well, Ethan was. Bummed because he really wanted to try their uh, Italian version of poutine. <laughs> they ran out. They yeah. ran out. It was like had a bolognese sauce on yeah. it. He was really excited about that. He, so he wasn't yeah. able to try that. Uh, we went to a local brewery. We had some drinks there. Yeah, we went we to had... the, uh, it was called the Whistle Buoy Brewing Company. Oh, that, and yes. it was in a great shopping center that uh, that is, is sort of a fantastic, really place, good place to hang out where there's lots, all sorts of little antique small shops and waffles. I, I yes, I got a I got a waffle, a Belgian waffle. I was a little disappointed in it though. Jack loved his. He well, he got like a super sweet one. I got kind of a basic one, and he, I know he got kind of a. We sent him off yeah. to get something, said, yeah. here, go enjoy. And he yeah. the, he landed immediately in the waffle shop. Yeah. Uh, but we, it, it's just sort of a great city to sort of wander around in. We went through the Chinatown, which wonderful wow. little Chinatown, got some dumplings and, and such in the Chinatown and just, again, sort of snacked all day and yeah. uh, uh, and enjoyed the sights and the atmosphere and the architecture and, and all the different shops. It was just a really nice day in victoria it was it was very warm mm-hmm. but it was beautiful and i'm so glad that we did it and it was nice to do it with our friends and to all be together and experience that like it's so unique it's definitely a town that i would love to go back spend a weekend take a seaplane oh. or go out on a boat or you be in a hotel you know and be out on van Vancouver Island for a bit. Yeah, so my that was my biggest takeaway, that the next time I go, I actually feel like, at least for a short period like that, uh, maybe one or two days, what a great couple's destination. Yeah, yeah. Victoria, or out with your friends. The kids had a, a totally perfectly fine time, but Victoria definitely feels like the things that are at the heart of Victoria are really designed, I think, for weekend getaways for couples and friends and, and, and adults. Yeah. 
Okay, that was our journey to Port Angeles, Washington, and Victoria, Canada. That was such a nice transition. I read the room. Good job, babe. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll check the level of our tanks. We'll be right back. This episode of News from the Parks is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife, along with a feed of the latest wildlife sightings and photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current MPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. Welcome back. It is time to check the level of our tanks, sponsored by our friend over at Matt's RV Reviews, Liquefied RV Toilet Treatment, the no BS toilet chemical that really works. Check it out along with all of our recommendations in our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. All right, Jay, what is in your black tank this week? My black tank is... Is movie theaters. We I, as we mentioned earlier, Jack and I went to the movie theater recently. I, I love going to movie theater. I love seeing a movie on the big screen, but specifically movie theater concessions. I think I talked about this a little bit when uh, on a, another recent the Mario episode. movie. Yes, uh, I had a bad experience at the Mario movie with concessions, and I had another bad experience last night with concessions. The the issue is like you get there 15 minutes before the darn movie, and whatever for whatever reason the the concession lines now take forever. Mm. The people in the concession lines are doing their job at whatever speed that you know they can do it at. That's not it. It's that there's not enough of them, and the theaters want them to ask 1,400 questions of you about like how you want your popcorn made. I just want the popcorn. If I'm one of those people that is picky about my popcorn, I'll say, can you put a third in and then put the butter on it and then put another third in and then put more butter on and then put butter on the top. You don't need to ask me if I want to do that and ask everybody in line if they want to do that. Well, see, I appreciate that they ask that. No, it makes the line go a million uh, minutes long. It's it, No, I, that's Jack fair. and I stood in line for a good 10 minutes. There was probably 10 people in front of us, mm-hmm. and two of them got served. And we were like, okay, we'll miss the movie. We just did the math. We'll miss the beginning of the movie, including all the previews, if we if we continue to wait here for a drink. I don't understand what takes so long? Can I say that this is one of the nice things, and I know this is so random that we're members of this, but this is one of the nice perks about having that Cinemark yeah. membership that we have. So we yeah. have a Cinemark membership that is $9.99 a month that gives us one ticket a month, plus all these other perks that come with it. Those tickets will roll over month after month after month. So when our family does finally decide... Yeah, we don't actually go every month. <laughs> no, we don't actually go every month. But when our family does finally decide to go to a movie and we go to a Cinemark, we can cash in all of those tickets and we have saved a ton of money because those tickets last night for you guys were fifteen fifty. Yeah, it's already less. It's right, already, already a less. savings. Yeah. So we're already saving. But another really nice thing is not only do we get 20% off on our concessions, but you can order them you ahead order them and, and they will have the them waiting yeah. for you with your name. Yeah. You can bypass all of that 
at this point. There yeah. is a mosquito which, attacking which me. Which leads me to my fresh tank. What is <laughs> No, don't swat. No, don't swat at me so, with that thing. M- I have Listen, some when we crossed into Canada, somebody said, "Get one of the electric mosquito swatter things, the tennis racket I don't looking like it. thing, bug zapper wand thing." That it listen, this thing was $3.50. And it works. Because, you know, know you just works. swat at them, they zap, and they're gone. It feels so violent. Yeah, but, like, ah, th- it's an instant death. Still, like, there's one under your head. I don't know. And I, can it just, just... I just press the button, and I zap them. I'm not a fan. It's I not mean... like a bug zapper. It's like a, it's targeted. It's like you just get the one you want. I just feel like you've entered a stage of life now where, like, you just sit outside with your bug zapper. And like, I'm going to get one of those bug assault guns that that shoot salt at the bugs i don't know i just you i see you out here with it in your chair like swatting away at the mosquitoes and i just think they are biting me so i know the bites are awful you have been having to take i need a net i need one of those i've been looking i want like one of those net Shirts and hats and fresh tank to the lady and chicken wearing the whole net outfit. She's she, like, she knew what was up. Yeah, she, she's like, I was here no last shame year. Whatsoever, she knew what she was doing. Mm-mm. She said, I've been here, done that. I will yeah. not live through that again. Secondary fresh tank. Can I have a second one? Sure. It, you just made me think about it. Okay. Is the number of people since we have stepped into foot in step foot into Alaska that have come up to us to say hi. It's, it's amazing. It's, I mean, you know, we've seven years now spent so much time on the road, all of these great RV destinations, and we love meeting y'all in campgrounds wherever we go, but we have met more people in the last four or five days than, so cool. uh, than in any other week that we've been on the road. It's been so great. And in fact, it's just so random that we... Uh, happened to meet someone, and this is actually this is actually going to be my fresh tank. So I'm going to switch things up here now, and I'm going to give my fresh tank before I do my black tank. And I'm going to do a fresh tank. I have two fresh tanks this week. My first one goes to iMart Express here in Fairbanks for so quickly taking care of Jack's glasses, and they could have easily just tried to be like, "Look, we're going to have to make new lenses for him," because one of the arms on Jack's glasses just totally snapped not fixable poor kid had like electric tape wrapped around it for two or three days till the, we could get know, to in Fairbanks. the middle of the canadian wilderness right. it's like his glasses break of course so i had already called up here i talked to my buddy jay i had the script from our doctor back in illinois i was all prepared i could have easily gone in there they could have looked at the script and been like mm, this is expired he needs an eye exam or been like oh we're gonna need to get new lenses and you know new frames and this guy was like you know what i'm gonna go rummage over here and i'm just gonna see if i can pop these lenses into a frame for you and get you out of here in and out in 15 minutes for $40. And I just, I just want to say thank you because very easily he could have made a much bigger sale off me. He could have totally done that whole thing. And he, he did not. And while we were sitting there and chatting with him, another gentleman named Jim is standing over there and just happened to come in. And he's like, I know you. Abby, it's so nice to meet you. And he is uh, a listener of the, sh- of the podcast and uh, watches the YouTube channel. And there in the iMart Express in Fairbanks, Alaska, 
not only did I meet a very nice gentleman who helped me take care of my son, but then I got to meet someone who lives in Fairbanks and is familiar with the RV Miles community and got to chat with him. And he was so excited to meet you. Well, what's cool too is we're seeing some of these same people at different stops too. Like we saw some people in chicken that we have seen here now and it's there. We're all kind of like, even though there are a lot of people up here in Alaska right now, it seems like we've entered into a community of people that like are going to continue to see each other and know each other. Yeah, we were just talking to um, another couple that we had met in Chicken, and then we just ran into them over in Pioneer Park, and we're all kind of uh, crisscrossing a little bit on the same path. We're doing some things before them, and they're doing some things before us, and that's going to be really cool to share that information. you know. And they had some really good intel from locals that they had gotten that we didn't have, so they shared that with us. And vice versa. And it's just uh, the the Alaska RVing community. There's just sort of like this unspoken sort of bond. I don't know how else yeah. to say it. You pass by people on the Alaska highway. And as you pass by them, you wave at each other. Because well, you're like, you're doing it. And I'm doing it. And we're on this kind of really crappy road right now together. And yes, go us. Well, I think a lot of us here, too, are, are not... We don't have our journeys entirely planned. Like in the U.S., we might have all of our campgrounds booked in a given destination mm-hmm. uh, in the in the mainland U.S., the lower 48 Maybe. US. We don't really prescribe but, to but that. <laughs> here, but here in Alaska, like we've, you're a little bit more free to mm-hmm. be able to hop around, although some of the like full hookup campgrounds are full. Yeah. I mean, um, if you are with Fantasy Tours or that <laughs> yeah. your vibe is that you want the full hookup experience, which is totally fine, that's probably a very different experience. But, we, we have not had that kind of travel. But uh, you can you can have lots of conversations with other RVers. I mean the Walmart was like a campground, right? There's so the Walmart is has RV sites. They're specifically <laughs> for RVs. They want you to come there and park and so they know people are going to stock up on stuff at at the store and we did. We we had mm-hmm. a big uh a pickup delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheeled my basket over to the pickup section. The guy was like, do you want to drive your camper over here? But you and I was like, no, no, bro, just put it in the basket. It's fine. Just put it in there. I'll wheel it over. But you chat with people and you're like, how is this road? How is that road? Should we go there? Oh, that wasn't as good as people say. This mm-hmm. is better. You should go over there. It's going to Denali was really busy, but this isn't. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Don't go to this hot springs because it's boring and none of the locals like it. We're looking at going to this one instead because we met, you know, a, a local geologist working for the federal government who's driving around in her van you know I mean just the most random stuff and you know I'm not even going to do my black tank because I don't want to end on such a negative note but like I feel like what's come from this fresh tank discussion is just the pure joy that we all know in in a very special way that a trip to Alaska is truly the journey of a lifetime there is so much that goes into it and there's so much time and energy and planning and and the possibility for things to go wrong well and there's clearly a lot of people doing it right now too that have had been planning on doing it for several years and covid got in the way so they're all kind of this is the year it's joyful this is this is there's so much joy right now every time you know we run into people who are also doing this we it's joy no one is complaining even though we that 27 miles between 
chicken and top of the world were 27 of the most miserable roads. I drove those roads. Yes, you heard that right. I am driving now. I drove those 27 miles and I thought, this is so stressful. But that's not what anyone talks about, like when you all get yeah. together, because those moments actually yeah, enhance like, the experience. There's 30 seconds of, oh, that rough, that road was rough. And then <laughs> you, you guys, talk about like, yeah. How, yeah. yeah. And, it, yeah and, it, and you're like, hey, we're in yeah. chicken at the saloon. Anybody want to live and drop martini? Okay, great. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just so, it's, it's so wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, this has been the adventure of a lifetime for us. And I really hope if you take anything from our Baja to Alaska journey is that if we can do it, you can do it. So many people say they're scared. And I, I get that. Like as someone who lives with anxiety, I get that. Took me seven years to be comfortable being like, I can drive. I'm okay. I can do this. Seven years. But if we can do it, if I can do it, you can do it. And so I hope that if, if all you take from all of the last, you know, six to eight months that we will be doing this is the empowerment to go and plan your own trip. It, that is more than I could ever ask for. Totally agree. What do you think it would feel like if you put your finger in this bug zapper? Get away from me. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> I am going to go throw that bug zapper in the trash. Just a reminder, the RV Miles homecoming meetup is happening October 4th through the 8th in Amana, Iowa. If you want to see what we look like after being in Baja and then going to Alaska, this is the event you want to be at. This is going to be the end of this journey for us. We will actually be premiering our very first episode in the Baja to Alaska docu-series at the homecoming event. We are over halfway sold. So if you are seriously considering joining us, I highly recommend that you do it sooner rather than later. There's always going to be a last minute push for tickets. So we would love to see you there. We've got so much planned. You can learn more about that just by heading over to rvmiles.com or clicking the link that will be here in the podcast description and also the show notes on YouTube. All right, everyone, please enjoy your summer. It's here, y'all. The sun is not going to set tonight until 12.30 a.m. And it will be up again at a very, very early 3.15 a.m. So enjoy your summer. A very happy 4th of July to all of you. Please stay safe and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.